0: 1.13 is the afternoon time. This is Talk on the Block for today, Tuesday, 16th of August in the year 2022, and we thank you very much for joining us. I I wanted this afternoon to jump off from where we were this morning on the hot seat talking about agriculture and talking about the new prioritization of agriculture, uh, the apparent new priority focus on agriculture uh, by this administration after 22 years at the helm and in this budget the one just passed by the way we have been notified of an emergency meeting of the parliament on monday i am not sure what the reason for the emergency is, but I'm sure we'll soon find out. We were notified today that there's a meeting. Normally, uh, we have 12 days, at least 12 days notice for a meeting. But there's an exception where less notice can be given in cases of emergency or urgency, uh, of which the speaker is the sole judge. So the speaker has decided that there is need for uh, meeting a parliament which requires, which does not require the normal, not less than 12 days, notice and so there is an emergency that merits a meeting of the parliament on Monday. What exactly is the emergency we do not know but exactly uh, sometime in the course of the week I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. I would have thought that since the decision has already been made as to the fact of the existence of emergency meriting a meeting of Parliament for which uh, less than normal notice will be given, that the reason for the emergency meeting will be communicated to the members of Parliament at the time of notification. But it just said, hey, there's a meeting, emergency meeting on Monday, and uh, hopefully you'll hear more about it in the course of the week. Going back to the budget, which was uh, presented on the 26th of July, and uh, talking about the focus on agriculture, let me just say that in the public sector investment program uh, for 2022-2023, there's quite a bit of money that is, that's been proposed and has been approved for the agriculture sector. There is, for example, $560,000 for the development of the banana and plantain industries. What exactly that is intended to achieve, uh, we do not know. There is uh, $175,000 provided for agricultural health and food supply services. Uh, There is $350,000 that is provided for Resilient fish supplied through modern technology, and uh, very interesting a five hundred and sixty thousand dollars that is provided for the modernization of cassava, toloma, bay leaf, herbs, and spices. then you have an interesting item in the public sector investment program under agriculture for this coming fiscal year, which uh, tells us that an amount of $13.3 million has been approved for agricultural resilience and national food security. Now that's broad. The specific elements of that plan. I'm sure at some point in time, the ministry responsible for agriculture will explain what exactly is to be achieved in agricultural resilience and national food security with this $13.3 million, and uh, how exactly do they intend to go about it? There's a provision for livestock, $345,250. And uh, there is a provision for rehabilitation of fisheries, facilities and infrastructure well, yeah, well, that's infrastructure, so that's a half a million dollars. But on the program side, vegetable, tree crop, and horticultural subsector, the amount there is $4.2 million, $4,244,810. Then an interesting item under the heading Participation in Agri Value Food Chain, the Agricultural Value Food Chain. Again, $1.9 million has been provided for that, but it requires an explanation. What, is it, what exactly is it, does the ministry or the government intend to achieve with this spending of $1.9 million? And who exactly will benefit from it, and what are they supposed to do with it? They have provided for $1 million, on marketing and promotion of agricultural produce. And they will spend $1.5 million on buy Dominica regional depots, which means that they're going to be either purchasing or renting facilities overseas uh, to serve as depots for Dominica agricultural marketing products. And there is also provision for support to poultry farmers, $700,000. Support to youth in agriculture industries, $1,000. And support to banana farmers, that's in addition to development of the banana and planting industries of $560,000, which was mentioned earlier, there is uh, support to banana farmers uh, stated in the Public Sector Investment Program as $1 million. Now, that's on the program side. And they have some infrastructure work to be done uh, that has been provided for at the Roseau uh, and Margot Fisheries uh, for breakwater at Stowe uh, Agricultural Science Complex at One Mile, which is the the Chinese facility. The National Laboratory is getting $2.3 million. on the infrastructure side, that, that, those amounts add up to over $22 million. On the program side, it's uh, somewhere in the region of uh, $27 million thereabouts. But the question, the, the, <laughs> it was never clearly explained what exactly will be achieved or what, what, what are going to be the, the key performance indicators of success once these sums have been spent? Because already the government has indicated it's going to go around the country uh, on a post-budget, in a series of post-budget meetings, where people are going to be told about the goodies, the quote-unquote goodies in the budget for them and how they can benefit from them. The concern I have is that we have seen in the past where monies that have been allocated for specific national development purposes end up going to some other purpose. So the purpose for which it was set up and for which approval was requested for the spending of money turns out to be a a false pretense because some of the money all, or all of the money in circumstances, in certain circumstances instances go to something else. So we don't see the benefit of what the nation expected given this presentation in the parliament of numbers that are supposed to go to this and are supposed to go to that. You know, for example, the number of occasions when, for example, farmers were supposed to have received assistance and bona fide farmers were struggling to get that assistance while other people who knew nothing or did no farming, little or no farming, were getting the money purely on political grounds. So the concern I have is with this money being approved for spending, uh, we don't have any false pretenses creeping into the works where the money that has been approved for X ends up being given out or doled out for Y. And at the end of the day, the nation does not see the benefit that it was promised for all of this spending in agriculture. And that's something that we need to watch because a lot of these areas here are up in the air, not understood, not known what exactly is going to be done and that creates a situation where you could see a lot of spending on other things with this money or or false pretend spending that will lead us to a situation where yes the money approved has been spent but we don't see the results that the nation expected in the terms of the growth of agriculture and the growth of agriculture's contribution to the gross domestic product. Dr. Thompson-Fontaine was questioning this morning how with what you have provided for and where you have been in the past few years, you expect to get to a $700 million contribution uh, to the GDP from agriculture by the year 2030. These numbers don't tell us that that is achievable at all. And not just the numbers, the program of action behind the numbers don't suggest that we will get there anytime soon and in all in all of what is provided here i i want to make the observation that there is not one red cent provided for anything to do with cannabis which has the potential of being a a very valuable cash crop for the farmers of dominica and uh, which has the potential of, of giving us a place of sorts in the international trade of cannabis and cannabis-related health and wellness products, a part of the medicinal, the medicinal cannabis industry that has grown by leaps and bounds around the world. So I, I just wanted to, to add those notes to the agriculture discussion specifically to indicate that, yes, money has been uh, approved for agriculture in, in different areas, not, not unlike what has happened in the past, maybe a little more this time than in previous years. But the purposes for which to which those monies have to be put need to be monitored carefully because there is the possibility, based on how this government has functioned, that a lot of that money or significant amount of that money will go to other things uh, not directly related to those areas of agricultural growth and development, and we'll end up being poorer for it. Someone is on the telephone at 126. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Mr. Linton. How are you, sir? I'm
0: doing well. How are you doing?
1: Good. Very good. Thank you, sir. Um, good afternoon, Dominicans. Lenoff, you recall the housing, what is it, the real estate option in the CBI program?
0: The Um, Yes, yes, yes.
1: Isn't it that it so happens that monies can be directed into all kind of ways and then they tell you, well, it is a program that was created that the the parliament actually maybe not have known anything about. And, of course, you touched on the fact that basically there was a prior program, I think it was IMF Money for Farmers. There were real farmers, farmers who basically, spend their lives in farming, received $3,000, and persons who had um, plants in flower pots got $10,000. So when they leave these vague, vague descriptions, very vague, it can be turned into anything. Now, how much is the total they assigned for agriculture?
0: um it's close to 50 million dollars uh, close to 50 million dollars
1: 50 million mm-hmm. good does that include the feeder roads to get to the farm uh
0: no well, that, that, that it, that's uh, that's provision for the feeder road provision is on the, is under the ministry of uh, public works
1: Public works. now do they provide for small implements like maybe uh, um plows, small ploughs you know portable ones that you can probably Well take I don't know whether that I don't know whether
0: those do. things are covered under what they call the agricultural resilience national food security program where there's a huge chunk of change to be spent 13.3 million dollars I don't know that, no. whether that whether that covers that
1: because I don't know how you can kill agriculture totally remove um personnel working in agriculture, even farmers. The, the farmers have been reduced, so therefore you have to retrain a, a, a set of young farmers. You have to provide lots of inputs and implement and other things to farmers. You also, as people talk about a lot about rezoning for, for particular crops, and the kind of pests and so that we encounter now, we have these snails that basically have invaded the island. What is the amount assigned for these sorts of stuff? I would type because my belief was that the minimum, the minimum you required to really resuscitate the agricultural industry to what it was before. I'm not talking just about bananas because I hear some supposedly highly intelligent people talking about Dominica was a monocrop in- industry, monocrop economy. Mm. I have never known Dominica at any time in my lifetime, and that's a good many years, was a monocrop economy. Never was. So when you are signing $50 million, that is not a drop in the bucket to restore the agricultural sector to what it was, the basis and foundation of economic growth going forward. So these little drops, I don't know, some international agency may have promised them some money on the agriculture, because we hear Mr. Skerritt boasting that he's now a farmer exporting avocados to England. So is this now the new trend Is it his greediness that is overtaking the whole idea of the the country? He sees an opportunity for him to get more money out of it because he's now claiming he's a farmer. So in addition to his $74 million that the taxpayers pay for his residence in which he lives, that he's now going to be taking money from funds for the agriculture, how is it that they come into this agricultural thing and they remove the permits from civil servants who used to be able to do some farming and wish to, to supplement their income? But of course, the older farmer, um, civil servants have retired and they remain silent in, in, in the face of all of these. And, and the younger ones that are there, I don't think they have any interest in agriculture. So basically, I don't know where we are going. I hope the people stay on top of this and ensure ensure that this money, as little as it is, is really spent to promote agriculture, expand the capacity to work in agriculture. I hear they talk about um, um, reducing taxes on pleasure crafts. Pleasure craft, 75 cubic feet, whatever that means. What about the fishing boats that you need to get, not the canoe type that we have, but real fishing boats that can go out, maybe stay out for two days and have storage, that they can store this thing before they come in shore. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much indeed. At 1.32 in the afternoon, let's do this. Now, let's uh, let's go back here, uh, stop this, and, uh, yes. Your brakes are calling. They have heard the news that driver auto supplies have just received a new shipment of brake pads for your SUVs, pickup trucks, trucks, cars and minibuses driver order supplies located on forkley at the tire shop next to the bread depot call for four eight six six three seven or two seven seven zero five zero five hurry and get the brakes that you need competitive prices in this tough economic times also available motorcycle and scooter tires
2: On Saturday, August 27, 2022, the Goodwill Parish Hall will exit. With laughter, Dominica's leading comedians battle for the champion of laughter in the first ever trailblazing comedy competition
1: organized by the Laugh Dominica Initiative. A night of fun, laughter, clean and relaxing entertainment. Laugh Out Loud Dominica tickets are available
2: at the former location of Parade of Fashion.
1: $40 in advance, $50 at the gate and US $10 for pay-per-view on Comsi TV. This event pays homage to Mikey Bruni, Felix Henderson, Lawrence Brumant and a fitting tribute to all Bully and Franklin Moses. Remember the date, 8 p.m. Saturday, 27th August, at the Goodwill Parish Hall. Laugh out loud, Dominica.
2: Supported by AC Schillingford and Company Limited, NJAM, DNO, BQ 95 and NO News. Remember, we are in the hurricane season. If you plan to evacuate, protect your home and yard and then leave as far in advance of landfall as is possible and prudent. Also, have cash on hand. If you will be staying with friends or family or home away from home, don't count on it. Have a backup plan even if you've made reservations ahead of time. Withdraw sufficient cash for two weeks atms and banks may not be operating in the aftermath of a major hurricane and some credit card machines will be down the global view on q the big station insights into where the people of dominica and the caribbean came from understanding our past embracing our present charting the way forward into our future together eliminating poverty embracing justice peace and togetherness The Global View on Q Networking Dominica with the rest of the world. The experts are in the house. From Dominica, Canada, the Caribbean, the United States, Europe, Asia, and the rest of the world. Engaging all Dominicans at home and abroad. On our agriculture, our economy, our foreign relations, our justice system, our governance, our international competitiveness, our education, our world-class festivals and entertainment, sports, politics, regional cooperation and much more globally positioning dominica within the caribbean join the conversation on the global view on q tune in call us have your say the global view on q only on q95 the big station Roots Connections on Q, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., every other Wednesday on Q95, the big station. Dominicans journeyed beyond our shores for decades in search of economic opportunities and educational advancement. Many are ready to give back to their cherished nature island. Welcome to Roots Connections on Q. Join Dr. Simone Matthew on Q95 as we tap into the life and times and expertise of our nature island Dominicans at home and abroad. From our agriculture and industry to sustainable development, resilience and renewable energy to the music, art and entertainment industries. Join Dr. Simone Matthew and guests every other Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We examine where they came from, where they have been, where they are now and how we can move forward. Forward together with our brothers and sisters at home and abroad to inspire and elevate our country, our economy, our people, and our youth to achieve excellence and success. Roots Connections on Q every other Wednesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Only on Q95, the big station.
1: Jacob is
2: calling his children. So we want.
0: One thirty seven now. This is Talk on the Block. We're with you until two o'clock this afternoon which time we make way for the digicel Hour. Now, something on my mind today, that is the behavior of the people in government in Dominica. You know, when you get the privilege of taking care of the affairs of a country, uh, democracy, part of the civilized world community, the expectation is that you will govern Fought on behalf of the people. And you will understand that the resources of the nation belong to the people of the nation, and not to you. But the more we observe this, this Labor Party government, this Labor Party in office, the more we see signs that the belief is, having gotten into government, having got past the election door into government, however it was done, they now own the country. They own its resources. They own its people. And so they can do what they want with the resources and with the people of Dominica. That that is the mindset. It's a mindset that presents itself to you when you see how government ministers behave with respect to state property, state property like schools that occasionally a member of the opposition may request for the use of some community event or some national development purpose. And the confusion that goes on, the anger among ministers in the cabinet that uh, a member of the opposition would have the temerity, the gall to, to ask for, request use of a government facility to, to do something worthwhile for the community or the country. It's just absolutely crazy and it's getting, it's getting worse. I remember in 2014, we were on the road that initiative was called twenty one and twenty five and we were in the Castle Bruce area walking and uh, went into the the compound of the Casabre secondary school and looked around. The principal at the time was Mrs. Octavia Alfred and the minister of education at the time was uh, Peter St. Jean. There was a huge uproar in the Ministry of Education because members of the opposition party were on the compound of the Casabro Secondary School. The Casabro Secondary School, a public facility owned by the people of the Commonwealth of Dominica. And you, you have citizens of the Commonwealth of Dominica Visiting this on the school compound and that is a major concern and a point of, of great upset and uproar in the ministry under Peter Saint But fast forward to 2022. The individual who was principal at the Cassibro Secondary School at the time, and who saw wisdom in facilitating the members of the opposition visiting the area to just come into the school compound and have a look at what's going on. <laughs> the very same individual, that same individual, is Minister of Education today. And guess what? She has learned that as Minister of Education, she has to behave exactly as Peter St. did back in those days. Uh, and to clearly indicate to members of the opposition and then the people of Dominica in general that we own these facilities, they belong to us, and we we not we are not happy about you even wanting to to visit them or to be present at them or to have events there. This is ours, belongs to us. And and this this feeling that the resources of the country belong to the ministers of government, and the. The people of the country are the property of the ministers of government, is manifested in a number of ways. When, when you see that even with the monies of the state that are used to purchase school books, that are used to purchase uniforms, that are used to purchase other things that children need for school, that they used to provide transportation, the ministers live with the expectation that people from their constituencies must come to beg them, must come to ask them for these resources. It is the state resources that have purchased them, but they appropriate the the assets that the state resources have purchased onto themselves and they take the position that now the population must come to ask them for it as though it belongs to them. And uh, we need to deal with this issue, Dominica. Uh, Other countries have found ways to deal with it. We need to rise to the level where we understand what is going on and we deal with it. Because what is happening is we are asking people to be in the government, which is a position of trust that they hold on behalf of all of us, which is a position of power that they exercise on behalf of all of us, and they're using that power to take ownership of our resources and take ownership of our minds, our bodies, our souls. It's called modern day slavery, and we should not tolerate it. However, when you look around, and I'm gonna give you an example, of what I'm talking about in terms of owning the resources of the country. They decide who they give, when they give, and uh, in the report of the directive audit on the public accounts for the financial year uh, June 30th, ended June 30th 2021, we have again a listing of the Loans outstanding. Government loans outstanding. The loans outstanding to government. Um, loans given by the government that have to be repaid. The amount uh, we're talking about is as, a, as of the end of June, two thousand and 2021, sorry. Is forty nine million two hundred and fourteen thousand seven hundred eighty three dollars. But I want to break that down for you because of that forty nine point two million, you have an amount of twenty two million five hundred thirty eight thousand dollars that is owed by statutory corporations these are institutions of the state right you have another so that that means the statutory corporations have 22.5 million dollars of the outstanding amount which leaves a total of about a remainder of about 26.7 million, okay? 26.7 million is the others outside of the statutory corporations. So that those have gone to other institutions and and private individuals, private corporations and individuals. 26.7 million dollars. And of that $26.7 million, 82% of it, 82% of it is in the name of institutions or individuals that are closely aligned, related to or involved with the Dominica Labour Party. I give you Examples of first domestic insurance of the former tourism minister, which the former tourism minister was associated, $10 million. Jungle Bay Resorts, $6.1 million. Crazy Coconuts, half a million dollars. Lewis Hill, a million dollars. Simeon Albert, $75,200. And the list goes on. 82% of the outstanding money to organizations that are not statutory corporations. 82% of that $26.7 million is in the name of friends and supporters of the Dominican Labor Party. And that is why it, it is difficult to deal with. That is why it is difficult for the monies to be recovered, because these are monies essentially that have been given to their friends. One, one individual said, it was never the intention to pay it back. That was money that he, he received for doing whatever he did. He received money to employ people and so on, and, and to make money. So that was that. Was that. And the people, the, the critics of the government prevented him from getting all he was supposed to get, a million dollars. <laughs> and then you have the, the case, of course, of Jungle Bay. Where the owner of Jungle Bay, proprietor of Jungle Bay, who had all along indicated he owes the debt and had actually put forward a plan to repay the debt in twice yearly installments over a period of time, all of a sudden is claiming that the debt is no longer owed because there is some decision of the court. Well, yes, the government had taken the matter to court because the government wanted its money. There was a certain time it it did that. And then uh, when times change in terms of the relationship between the proprietor of Jungle Bay, Sam Raphael, and the government, then all of a sudden, Mr. Raphael was applying to the court for the matter against him to be struck out, for the matter against him and Juggle to be struck out for want of prosecution. Meaning, the government pulled back from the case. They were no longer interested in prosecuting it, in going forward with it. And so Mr. Raphael was able to succeed in the court with a submission that, for want of prosecution, the case should be struck out. And it was struck out, but... Nowhere in the world does that mean that the debt is not owed. Want of prosecution means the government did not, did not proceed as it should. It did not meet the deadlines of the court. It did not um, present what it was supposed to have presented at whatever time. But the matter of the debt has nothing to do with that. The, the truthfulness and the reality of the debt owed by Jungle Bay to the government of Dominica the state of Dominica has nothing to do with the court case that the government brought because in reality even before the court even while the matter was in court jungle bay and its and its principal was admitting publicly that the debt was owed and came forward with a plan plan which the public was made aware of to pay off the debt So how do you tell me that on a strikeout of the case for want of prosecution, the debt will disappear? But that is exactly the kind of thing that happens when the people in government believe that the money belongs to them. So they can do what they want with it. They can give it to who they want. And who they want will not have to pay it back. And they can garnish the accounts of the people they don't like, they can go in the bank, they can take your money. If they say that you owe taxes, which you have challenged and which you claim uh, truthfully that you do not owe, they can bully their way around and take your money and say it is on the pretense that they're collecting taxes, arrears of taxes. While at the same time, the money that you have legitimately paid is taxes. They are doling it out to their friends in loans that do not have to be paid back. If some of these individuals can be entitled to millions of dollars that they do not have to pay back, where is the millions that the rest of us are entitled to? What gives one man the right or the privilege to have $6.1 million of the state's money that he decides he does not have to pay back, and which his friends in the government are supporting him not to pay it back, what right does he have to that money that some other individual in Dominica doesn't have? If he can get $6 million from the state, what is is wrong with $6 million for every other single member of the state? Are we serious in this country? really are we really serious good afternoon Hello, good afternoon
3: good afternoon how are you i'm all right good good i suspect i have a problem
0: i'm hearing i'm hearing you well
3: you, you heard me properly yes let me call back right?
0: okay all right all right you, can you, yeah back? you 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 can, you can you can call me back in the meantime we go overseas at one fifty-three. good afternoon
3: Mr. Linton, good afternoon, my brother.
0: Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I like to hear when you're doing nice and you're teaching me because without you, my friend, I don't know what I do because I can't get the information from so-called reporters in Dominica that like you do, man. So I give thanks for you being there, Mr. Linton. Listening to you is really mind-boggling, and this is why sometimes I. My utterances, I make such utterances and I decide not to apologize because I'm calling it as a seat. The numbers that you're to the public there now, Mr. Linton, what a lot of us don't understand. Like you said, where is the million for the rest of us? You know what the rest of the people are required to do now? Pay back that money. Because right now they say the country in the last uh, budget, the the so-called finance minister, because I don't think it knows the pump. And that's why they have a problem with you. Their problem is the country has a debt of $1.6 billion with nothing to show for it. But that money has to be paid back by every citizen in the country. But a few citizens get millions of dollars, hundreds of millions, even a week. And these folks don't have to pay it back. A country cannot run successfully with such numbers because there is an imbalance. Because what I'm saying, Mr. Linton, let me say, and I'm going to roll out. What I've noticed on black leaders, most so-called black leaders, wishing they are not because real leaders do the right thing like what you are proposing and what you ask of them to do it's not much that these guys suffer from the sticky finger syndrome and they think it's only them should get the bulk of what the country has to offer the resources of the country and the rest of the people suffer the rest of their life trying to save back what they have stolen thank you for letting me speak my brother thank you and i'm still with you thank you very Staying much away. thank you
0: Thank you very much. At one fifty six, we get over here at two o'clock to make way for the Digicel hour.